Good evening, my brothers and sisters. Once again, this is your brother, Paul Offen. And I'm joining again through Benyab, my own Facebook page, and also on YouTube. Some will also take me in audio form on the podcast and also Radio Republic. I am back from Ghana to UK and we're going to continue our lesson. I know most of you, especially those in UK here, uh, they've missed me and I'm back again. I believe all of you are doing well and me and my family are also doing wonderful. Once again, your brother Paul is with you. What do we have tonight, as we always do, is a teaching that we are teaching. And because it is teaching, you have every right to ask questions through, um, you know, testing me on the comment area everything that you think you don't understand or you need more explanation and I will do that. When I was in Ghana, I made about three videos and the topic or the title of the video was uh, an AIDS uh, nation with corrupt people. And if you haven't uh, had the chance to listen, you can go and listen to that. Unfortunately, two of them were in Akan language. So those who do not understand the Akan language, forgive me. But the third part was in English, which I think will benefit you. Tonight, what we are going to discuss is very simple. And this is one of the topics that has come out as a result of, you know, questions that people are asking. And uh, we need to, you know, answer them by using the scriptures. And the topic uh, is simple. That is the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? You see, many people calling themselves, in, uh, or many Christians, do not know the relationship between the kingdom of God and also the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. But what prompted me to treat this lesson, understand, is this social media debate that a brother, a Christian brother, and a lady called, uh, I think she called herself as a Reverend Evelyn, or they call Mama Evelyn, and they had this debate uh, on a TV show, and the host was, you know, Mommy Grace. I think some of you would have watched that and through the debate what I read or what I studied from them is that both uh, Mama Evelyn or the lady called Evelyn and uh, Mommy Grace have difficulty in understanding what the kingdom of God is. And its relationship with the Church of Christ or the Church of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So I'm taking this opportunity to explain things, not to them alone, but to all my viewers and those who follow me with these teachings. Now, these are not the only people who find it difficult to comprehend the relationship between the kingdom of God and the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Religious people who still pray what is known as the mother prayer or we call it the lost prayer and asking God for the kingdom to come or say thy kingdom come do not also understand what the kingdom is. Now this lesson we are studying tonight will help us to understand when we say the kingdom what the kingdom mean and when we pray for the kingdom to come like we say our father who are in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come then if we know what the kingdom is whether the kingdom has come or not that will you know uh, help us to uh, you know adjust the way we pray so that is what we're trying to find out tonight Z, for this reason I would like to address this issue by using what the scripture we may finish or may not finish it tonight but what I want you to do for me is to share this lesson to as many as you can uh, so that many people will also uh, come to know when we see the kingdom of God what it means and whether the kingdom of God has come or not because we've been praying for this even when I was uh, you know uh, class one we go to uh, an assembly and they say uh, the Lord's prayer and we all say our father who art in heaven uh, hello be thy name thy kingdom come your kingdom come and up to now we continue to pray that prayer the question is when you say thy kingdom come what is the kingdom to come but if we find out whether the kingdom has come or not as I said that can you know uh, help us um, to adjust the way we pray whether we should continue to do that or we should adjust our prayer now I say we are going to study the kingdom of God we need to find out when we say kingdom what a kingdom means so before we start let's define what a kingdom is now by dictionary definition a kingdom is a country or a state or a territory which is ruled by a king or a queen so we see it's like we are in the uh, uh, UK here we have England the Queen of England called the Queen Elizabeth you know they you know uh, hold this kind of monarch and Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of England so they have a kingdom there now so by this simple definition that the dictionary gives uh, a kingdom constitutes of four main things if we say a kingdom what make a kingdom a kingdom uh, depend on four main things the first one is you need to have the ruler 
or what we know as the king or the queen. So that's the first thing we have to have for a kingdom to be a kingdom. You need a ruler or the king or the queen. And then the second one, you need his territory or her territory. If he's a ruler, he's a king or a queen, the person have to have a territory where he rules. And then the third one is his subjects. You see, like we have the king of, the queen of, uh, I mean, England. England is her territory and you need to have a subjects and the subjects is the English people. You understand? So for a kingdom to be a kingdom, you need a ruler, his territory or her territory, and also his subjects or her subjects. And the last thing that you need to make it for is his law. Every kingdom has some sort of laws that govern the subjects. Without these four main things, kingdom cannot be a kingdom. There's no kingdom without a king or a queen. There's no kingdom without a territory. There's no kingdom without subjects, the people that he ruled over. And there is no kingdom without a law. So these are the four main things that I want you to, you know, uh, put in your head. You see, from human point of view, a kingdom is a physical thing. Something that the eye can see. You can see the king or the queen. You know where her territory or his territory is. And you know his people that he ruled over. And then you know also his laws. So these are the things that you can see. Now, from the scriptural point of view, there are two main types of kingdoms. Three main types of kingdoms. First, we have the kingdom of man. And this is what the dictionary you know, definition has already given as the kingdom of man, you have a man being the king, you have his territory, his subjects, and also his laws. So if you read through the scripture in the Bible, you will have some kings and their kingdoms written in the Bible. Especially when you go to the Old Testament, you see that. Even in the New Testament, you see some kings like Pilate, uh, Felix, Festus, the, 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 uh, they are were all kings and rulers of a particular place. Then the second, we have the kingdom of God, sometimes also known as the kingdom of heaven. And this is a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical kingdom like King Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth kingdom. No, this is a spiritual kingdom. And because it's a spiritual, you cannot see with your eyes. But you can, you know, sometimes feel it around you and i'll explain what it means by that and then the third kingdom that i'll talk about is the kingdom of satan or the powers of darkness this is also spiritual so apart from the human kingdoms we have two spiritual kingdoms the kingdom of god and the kingdom of satan right now uh, if you read Matthew chapter 12, verse 26, it talks about the kingdom of Satan. And also Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it talks about, you know, the powers of darkness. And these are all kingdoms that, 
it's also going on, you know, in this universe or in this world. Do you understand? So we have that kind of, you know, kingdom also there. Now tonight, what we are talking about, we are focusing on the kingdom of God. Now when we say kingdom of God, what exactly is the kingdom of God? Right, Brother Albert, I can see you. Good evening. When we say kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God? You see, God, the creator of our universe, is a king. And God has been a king forever. His kingdom is forever. The kingdom does not have a beginning and has no end. So God is a king. But when we see the kingdom of God, since God is king, he's been in his, king, his kingdom, nobody knows when. Do you understand? But then the Bible also talks about the kingdom of God that is going to be set up on this planet. And that is what we are focusing our attention on. What is the kingdom of God that is going to be set up on this planet? Now, let me make this clear to you. Probably when I started talking about the kingdom of God, things will come to your mind as, okay, uh, when we say the kingdom of God, we are talking about heaven. Now, most of the time when you read the New Testament, and it's talking about repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. This is not referring to heaven. Most people do not know this kingdom of God that is at hand, that John the Baptist and Jesus Christ was talking about. So the first thing is, the kingdom of God is not heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It means that kingdom is coming on earth here. You understand? So it's not heaven that is coming on earth. I want you to understand that. Point number two, I want to make this clear to you, is that God is not going to set up any physical kingdom on earth where Jesus will come at the second time and rule over his people for a thousand years as been taught by some religious bodies. We hear it all the time, especially the Charismatics and the Pentecostals and also some people like the Seventh-day Adventist people. They are all, you know, preaching about you know, Jesus coming to rule thousand years on this planet. Why? Because they go and read Revelation chapter 20, especially verse 4, where it says that after this, you know, uh, 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 Christ is going to rule for thousand years. And they say, though it didn't say Christ is going to rule for thousand years on this earth, but they claim is coming on this earth here to set up kingdom that means a physical structure that they are looking for because if he come into earth and set up his kingdom for thousand years and rule for thousand years it's a physical thing but the kingdom we are talking about tonight is not a physical kingdom something that your eyes can see but god said he's going to set up that kingdom on earth which your but your eyes cannot see then what are you talking about, Brother Paul? If you are talking about kingdom and our eyes cannot see that kingdom, then what are you talking about? So, these two things are made it clear. That the kingdom of God 
when I say that, I'm not talking of heaven. And also, there's no going to be any physical kingdom setting up here on earth. You understand? Now, we'll talk about the relationship between the kingdom of God and the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? The church that Jesus promised to build in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. So many people call themselves Christians. Oh, Jesus did not establish any church. But I don't know whether they read here. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will establish my church. I will set up my church. And when you read Acts chapter 2, verse 47, the church was set up for even people were added unto the church. If, if, if you read Acts 2, 47, after the 3,000 being baptized, Christ added people daily to his church. It is there. You understand? Now, we are talking of this kingdom that we are talking about is a spiritual kingdom. So we're going to find out when this kingdom, whether it has come or is still yet to come, we will find out. So first, what I want us to do is to go back in the history, the prophecy. Prophecies about this kingdom. Right. Is there any prophecy about these you know, kingdom that is a spiritual kingdom that is going to be set up on earth here. And what is that kingdom? And that is what we are going to look uh, from, you know, the, 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 uh, the prophet's point of view. Now, the kingdom of God or of heaven was revealed to a prophet called Daniel. If you read Daniel chapter 2, you see... God revealed the setting up of this kingdom on earth to Daniel. What happened? You see, Daniel was in exile under the king Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And when he had a dream... The next morning, he couldn't remember what kind of dream he had. But his heart was so troubled because, you know, those days they believed that, you know, dreams talk a lot. Talk to them. So he couldn't remember what kind of dream. So he called all his, uh, what do you call it, the, the wise men, uh, his uh, chanters and... Uh, all those people that he trusts, that they have spiritual eye, that they can tell him about the dream. But unfortunately for him, no one could tell him the dream, let alone the interpretation of the dream. So the king, Nebuchadnezzar, was so furious. So he decided that he's going to kill all his wise men. Okay? Those he trusts that you know, they can, you know, tell him something. And that time, Daniel and his three friends, they were also uh, been taken as the wise people because when Daniel, being a Jew, went to Babylon and, you know, because of the way he was trained, 
the people saw Daniel with, you know, different. They, they saw him as different sort of person. So he was chosen as one of the wise people for King Nebuchadnezzar. So when the king decided to kill all these wise people and uh, what do you call it, um, the sorcerers and the chanters, those he trusted that he, uh, they, they, they could do things for him, they got to Daniel. So Daniel was also about to be killed. But Daniel told them that. Now let the king know that we're going to tell him about the dream and the interpretation. So Daniel went and prayed to God. He went first to his, his you know, three friends, told them about the situation, went and prayed to God. And that night, God revealed the dream and the interpretation to Daniel. Hallelujah. So Daniel was not killed. And then he went to the king the following morning and said, King, I've come here to tell you the dream you had. Now, if you have just joined us, we are discussing about the kingdom of God, the spiritual kingdom that God said he was going to set it up here. And I've told you that it's not Jesus coming to rule thousand years on earth. That physical thing that some people are still, you know, looking forward for. That is not what we are talking about. What I'm talking about is God was going to set, uh, uh, said he's going to set up a kingdom on this earth. And that is what we are discussing. And now what we are, you know, talking about is the prophecy about this kingdom. And it all started when this king Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. So Daniel is going to interpret this dream. And you see that this dream talks about this kingdom. God, the heaven, is going to set up in future. That time, it was to come in future. Now, Daniel said to the king, O King Nebuchadnezzar, long live. Now, this is the dream that you had. In your dream, you saw a huge image. And then it started clicking. Nebuchadnezzar, yes, yes, you're right. That is a sorry image. Now, the image you saw was divided into four parts. It saw image of human, okay? And the image was divided into four parts. And the king said, yes. And he said, the head of the image was made of gold. So, right, that is true. And the arm and the chest was made of silver. I said, you are right. And then the belly down to the thigh was made of bronze. Exactly, that is what I I, I saw, and also the legs down was made of iron, and the feet was made of iron and clay. Nebuchadnezzar said, well, that is my dream. Now, if you are able to tell me the dream, then I know the interpretation will also be right, because nobody could tell him the dream to interpret what the dream meant. So Daniel said, King, the God of heaven is going to reveal to you what is to come in the future. But the God of heaven wants to tell you that what you saw are kingdoms, four main kingdoms. And these kingdoms is not a small kingdom. These are empires, four main empires that are going to rule the world. 
And the first one, which is the head, and that is the gold, is your empire, is your kingdom, the empire of Babylon. And you are the head. Oh, and then the king was happy. Well, I am the gold. Yes, but that is not the end. Now, what about the arms and the chairs? After you, the king, there's going to be another empire that will come to succeed you. And this is also going to be a world empire, world kingdom. And that will be the Middle Persians. So that is why you saw the silver here. And after the Middle Persians, now there will be a Greek empire, a Greek kingdom, which will be led by Alexander the Great. So this is also coming. And then after the Greek Empire, there's going to be another kingdom that will be the Roman Empire. So that is also going to be the, a great empire because they are going to rule the world as well. The king nodded his head. Yes, exactly. That is what I saw. And I can understand your interpretation. And then he said, King, in your dream, you saw that the feet of that image was made with iron and clay. And you saw that under the feet, there was a stone that you know, struck the feet of that image. And then the image collapsed, broken into pieces, and became like chaff, and the air blew it away. But that stone which struck the feet, when the stone landed, it started to grow and become bigger, 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 until it filled the earth. Do you understand, Cain? Now, that stone you saw hitting the feet of the image is the kingdom of God of heaven. So tonight, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to talk about that stone that Daniel sell that represent the kingdom of God of heaven that is going to set up that is going to set up in the latter days all this story read Daniel chapter 2 it is there now what I, I am you know uh, uh, focusing I'm going to focus in on is that stone which hit the feet of this image. Daniel said. The stone. Started to grow. And grew like a mountain. Became mountain. And then it filled the earth. Now. When you come to. I think. Uh, uh, Daniel 2 verse 35. 36. 37 coming here. He said to them. The God of heaven. Is going to raise this kind of kingdom which will be above all kingdoms you understand and this kingdom will not be left for particular people which means his kingdom is not going to be ruled by human beings but his kingdom is going to be set up on earth and also said as he saw the stone hitting or striking the feet and broken this image, that means as soon as that stone is set up, these worldly kingdoms 
are going to come to an end. We're there. From verse 30 coming. So, we are saying, Daniel is saying that that stone is the kingdom that the God of heaven is going to set up in the latter days when he was interpreting the dream. And he said, when the stone hit there, it started to grow, become big. And he said, this stone, when it hit there, it started to grow, all these kingdoms come to an end. So, this is what he said, and I read verse 44 to 45. Now, verse 44, that is Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. Listen to what Daniel said about this kingdom that God of heaven is going to set up. And I read, verse 44 says, In those days of the king, the God of heaven will set up his kingdom. Why is it in those days of the kings? Remember, the image portrayed the succession of kingdoms. Babylonian kingdom, Medopatia kingdom, Greek kingdom, the Roman kingdom. So, he is saying that in the days of those kings, those kingdoms coming, the God of heaven is going to set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. So God of heaven is going to set up the kingdom, the stone that you see struck in the feet of the image, which is the kingdom of God of heaven. He is going to set it up and it shall never be destroyed. Now you have to mark this. He's saying that as soon as God set it up, that is it. It can never be destroyed. And he continued by saying that, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. Which means, this kingdom of God, no particular nation is going to capitalize on it. As we have the Roman Empire being ruled by Rome, Babylonian Empire being ruled by Nebuchadnezzar and his people, Medopatian Empire or Greek Empire. The kingdom of God that is going to be set up on earth is not going to be left for another people. And it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms, all these empires in the world. When the kingdom of God is set up, all these empires are going to bring to an end. So, when God's kingdom is set up, these worldly empires will come to an end. But the question is, do we have empires Today, and if the empires are not there anymore, that suggests to you that the God of heaven has already set up his kingdom. Because he said, when the kingdom comes, read there again, Daniel chapter 2, verse 42, uh, 44 to 45. He said, and it will bring to an end all kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. The kingdom that God is going to set up shall stand forever. So he continued by saying that, Just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and it broke in pieces 
the iron, the bronze, the clay, uh, the clay, the silver, the gold. What is the iron? What is the gold is Nebuchadnezzar? The iron is the Roman Empire. The bronze is um, uh, a Greek Empire. The silver is Middle Persian Empire. When God of Heaven set up His kingdom, all these empires will go away. Today we don't have any of these empires. So what does it tell you? Hmm. We are studying. So if you don't understand anything, you can pose your question there. And he continue by saying that a great God has made known to the king what shall be after. So God is making this known to you. That is why he's showing this to you in your dream. Daniel talking to King Nebuchadnezzar. And then when he finished the interpretation, this is what he said. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Daniel 2.45 So, God of heaven is going to set up his kingdom and his kingdom is not going to be controlled by any human being. And this kingdom, when it comes, all empires will go away. And this kingdom will stand forever. Nothing can move it. What is this kingdom we are talking about? Remember, I've told you that we have three kinds of kingdoms. We have human kingdoms. And then we have God, the kingdom of God, which is a spiritual kingdom. And then we have the kingdom of Satan, which is also a spiritual kingdom. And we are focusing on the kingdom of God today. Now, after this dream, God of heaven also revealed this kingdom that he planned to establish on earth as shown to Nebuchadnezzar, he also revealed to Isaiah the prophet. Hmm. Uncle Paul, what's the relationship? Daniel, Isaiah. Let's read together what the God of heaven revealed to Isaiah the prophet. We are talking of his kingdom. Remember that when the stone, which is the kingdom of God, struck the feet, what happened to the stone? Read there. The stone started to grow, become big, and then turn to mountain and fill the earth. So the kingdom of God now become the mountain of God. It fill the earth. Now, let's read Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. And also hear what God said about this to Isaiah. Isaiah 2, verse 2. It says, and it shall come to pass in the latter days the, that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. We're talking about a kingdom. What from these mountains? Isaiah is talking about mountain while Daniel was talking about kingdom. But what you have to realize is Daniel said the kingdom came as a stone struck the feet of the image and the stone started to grow and became a mountain. Hallelujah. And Isaiah said, in the latter days, God is going to set up the mountain of his house. He's going to establish his mountain, which will be highest above all mountains, all hills, you know. And he said, and it shall be lifted up above all hills. 
So, we are talking of mountains, not hills. He said the God of heaven is going to set up his kingdom, which tend to be a mountain on the latter days. You see? And continue to say that, and all nations shall flow to it. Remember this. All nations shall flow to it. Now, don't forget that he said, God of heaven is going to set up what? Is going to set up the mountain of the house of the Lord. This mountain is going to be the house of the Lord. Hmm. The kingdom turning to mountain and the mountain turning to the house of the Lord. I'm going to establish the kingdom. I'm going to establish mountain. I'm going to establish the house of the Lord in the latter days. That is what we are going. So note all the nomenclatures. Kingdom, mountain, house of the Lord. Right. And then let's continue. He said, and many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob, the God of Jacob. Daniel said, This kingdom which presented as a stone became mountain and filled the earth. Isaiah said, A time will come, all nations will flock. And then, you know, they will rush into the mountain of the house of God. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his path. And he continued by saying, For out of Zion shall go, off, shall go forth the Lord, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. My brothers, I just want you to mark this. He mentioned of Jerusalem here. You're going to notice that as we go along, the name Jerusalem will be, you know, flipping up all the time. The mountain, the kingdom, which is also known as the mountain and known as the house of God, is going to be set up. And Isaiah said, let us go into that mountain of the house of the Lord. For Zion, out of Zion, shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And mark that. Now, do you see a relationship between Isaiah's and Daniel's prophecy? Now, according to Daniel, but the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And Isaiah said, Come, let us go up to that mountain, to the house of God and that of Jacob, and he may teach us his ways and walk on his path. So Isaiah and Daniel are talking about the same thing. You see, and besides these two, God of heaven again revealed to Micah his intention to set up this kingdom called the mountain of the Lord or the house of God. You see? And he revealed it to Micah as this. Now if you read Micah chapter 4 verse 1 and 2, 
the same word by word, we will say verbatim, as God revealed to Isaiah, the same thing he said to Micah. And quickly, you see that if you don't take care, you think I'm still reading Isaiah. But this is what he showed to Micah the prophet. No, these prophets, they were not living in the same generation. Sometimes hundreds of years apart, maybe 300 years between them or 100 years between them. But God of heaven, because he's made his intention to set up his kingdom, his mountain, his house, the latter days, he keep on showing to these prophets to tell Israel his intention to set up his kingdom in the latter days. Now, we read Micah and probably we'll call it a day and we'll continue. I told you that this lesson, because it's teaching, I'm taking my time. Sometimes you hear me repeating myself. I deliberately do that so that it will sink well and you know and you follow it. So don't be annoyed at all. We are studying. I'm not preaching, so there's no need to rush. I have to take my time for you to understand. We are talking about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Right. Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. What was Jesus talking about? John the Baptist said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. What was he talking about? And Daniel said, in the latter days, the God of heaven is going to set up his kingdom, which started as a stone, became like a mountain, filled the earth. And Isaiah said, yes, it is true. In the latter days, the God of heaven is going to set up his kingdom of the house of the Lord. So this mountain now become the house of the Lord that God is going to set up. It's not physical, you know, structure. But why is he talking about mountain? Why is he talking about these are all because it's a prophetic language. We call it uh, apocalyptic what? Uh, literature, writings. So what you see is not to be taken literal, but they have meanings. You understand? And quickly, Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Micah says, God revealed to Micah, says, It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord, uh, of the house of the Lord, shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above hills, and the people shall flow to it, and many nations will come. Remember that in Daniel's prophecy, the dream, Daniel said, the stone or the, 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 the kingdom, okay, that is begin as a stone, became mountain and filled all the earth. And Isaiah and Micah is saying that many nations filling the earth and many nations. Do you see the correlation? Yes, many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk on his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of God from Jerusalem. Brothers and sisters, I want us to call it a day here. And we will uh, going to examine these prophecies into details next week. If God allows us to live. And we will find out what we say the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Let me tell you, this lesson, you know, I was prompted by, you know, a lady uh, on social media who, you know, 
was giving different definition of what the, the kingdom of God is. And you see, sometimes we need to use the scripture when people are going wayward from the truth. We need to use the scripture to turn them to the right path. But this person, he called herself as a reverend minister. And these people are nowhere near to change their heart. But they are deceiving a lot of people. And sometimes that's the way Satan works. It makes you feel that you are a Christian. But you teach error to turn many people to turn many people in hell. And that is why sometimes we need to make these videos for as many as they can hear so that they, they, their mind will be corrected. Because especially what is happening in Ghana here, how devil is using so many people, they call themselves Christian, devil is using them to pollute Christianity. Only God knows. But no one will defeat the truth. The truth shall prevail. God bless you that you always listen to me. Continue to follow me with this lesson so that you know when we say the kingdom of God, what it means and whether the kingdom of God has been established or it is here to come. Now from what we are reading, from what we are reading, you can see that from even the prophecy, the kingdom of God has already been established, but we need to use more scriptures to buttress our point. And God bless you that you follow me. Please share my video to as many as you can. Right? And let video, especially my Ghanaian audience, let it go because there are so many people polluting the atmosphere. Uh, I mean, um, many people are losing, you know, the 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 right teachings because of these pollution that is coming and i know god will grant us if you get time please visit the church of christ near you for we have some truth that will tell you to prepare you for heaven god bless you amen